This is Histories and Mysteries. I'm one of your hosts, Ashley, and your other host is... Jessica. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest joining us. He was a student of Heaven's Gate, and his name is Sawyer, and he has very kindly offered to join us today and answer some questions for us. So everything really for um, their teachings centers around choice and what choices you want to make. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Teaching some right. And uh and that's why I know for a fact that uh every uh, the choices that every member of that group made to actually lay down their lives, I have a lot of evidence, well not for everyone, but a lot of evidence for most of them that they were making choices all along that were aware of that kind of um, end result of, we all knew that we were going to be not continuing to live in these human life and human bodies. If we stayed with the program, uh, I, even when they were, they were saying that you don't, didn't have to die in order to go to the next level because uh, uh, because you could actually transform your body, your human body, into a next level body. And that's what Jesus demonstrated, and that's what Enoch and uh, uh, Moses and uh, Elijah and Jesus and uh, demonstrated, uh, according to the record books, um, by leaving with their body. As, as was evidenced by uh, Alicia and other students that Alicia talked to at that time when Elijah left in a whirlwind of fire, that's the way they said it. And, uh, and the disciples, you know, the 12 disciples or more than that, because there were female disciples yeah. too. And uh, in fact, the female disciples, I suspect, were kind of ahead of some of the male disciples. Uh, but they were just in a different lesson program at that time. But um, anyway, so, well, everything I'm talking about has other links to things that Tiendo said that, you know, I, I, uh, that's why my live streams end up being four or five hours. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Oh, it's good to get good information out there. So, um, I have an off-topic question. Well, it's obviously on-topic, kind of. But and if you don't know the answer, that's totally fine. But um, there are conflicting stories as to how T and Doe met. Do you know how they actually met and like what the circumstances surrounding that was? Yes, I do. I know that story very well because uh, T and Doe told it to us in person, maybe a couple times, and then Doe told it to us. In '88 update, which is on the Heaven's Gate website, and also he told it to the new students in 1994 in an audio tape that's available and it's posted on my live stream. And uh, that was that he uh, was visiting a sick friend in the hospital where T worked as a nurse. Yeah. She was a nurse in the nursery, uh, taking care of preemie babies. Oh, okay, and. Uh, and so uh, she was substituting for another nurse in a different department 
when uh, she was in the room, uh, I don't know what she was doing exactly at that moment when she came into the room where Doe and what was with another person, I think, and that sick friend. Maybe there wasn't another person in that room besides uh, besides Doe and, and the sick friend. I don't know what kind of sickness it was. They didn't say that. Uh, um, but they started off in the conversation. Uh, T, I guess, brought up the subject of uh, uh, astrology. And Doe had been very interested in astrology before meeting T. And he actually had thought about having somebody do his chart, his natal chart. And, oh, cool. and T had been doing natal charts and other, maybe other kinds of forms of charts with, with people. Um, uh, but people, but not as a business per se, because if it was a business, she wouldn't have, uh, uh, required somebody to ask her three times for her chart. Yeah. And she didn't tell them that she was going to require them to ask three times. She wanted to know that somebody was serious about it before oh, yeah. she somebody's chart spend the time on it yeah but anyway so that's how they met and uh and there was no i don't in that hospital i don't think it was a psychiatric hospital because mm -hmm. why would there be a nursery in a psychiatric hospital yeah you know, for babies uh now right. maybe it was a psych ward yeah of that hospital you know where maybe it's a, maybe that guy tried to commit suicide or something i don't know exactly because they didn't yeah. get that detail and so maybe you know mm -hmm. he, he was thought to be insane and so you know uh um i don't know you know maybe that's where that story started but i know the part of that story started related to some people that gave interviews to the new york times and other people uh, I don't know exactly if it was the New York Times um, that was making it sound like, well, because those vehicles' sister, I forgot her name now, um, said that he checked him into, checked himself into a hospital or something, or a, a, a um, maybe she said a rehabilitation, or she said they had heart problems. He was having a heart problem. Yeah, I read um, that he had like a life-threatening something happened to him, like he had a near-death experience kind of thing. Right, right. I remember reading that too. And, yeah. Not uh, to bring it up, and uh, and uh, which may have been the case. Uh, yeah. He didn't talk about that, and I didn't hear T talk about it to that kind of detail. Uh, so, uh, but I, I do know that though felt like. Uh, well, it's interesting that he. Well, I don't know if I can't. I can't speak to whether that's actually that all could be totally true. But that didn't mean that even if he wasn't, even if he checked himself. Let's say he checked himself into a like a Betty Ford clinic to try to yeah. overcome alcoholism. Yeah. He didn't say that he was a user of alcohol. He even said his vehicle, and he he also said that. Uh, if he had to live in this world, knowing what he knows, and I'm talking about after he awakened and he was with the classroom for many years, he said, if he had to live in this world, knowing what he knows, uh, he'd have to be drunk. Oh, wow. Well, if he had to stay here. Yeah. So, but anyway, but uh, yeah. I mean, he, he didn't use drugs because they were very conservative and they didn't uh, believe in uh, using drugs for, you know, I'm talking about like marijuana. 
uh, or anything else, you know, like recreational drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was circulating with high society. Mm-hmm. Dan Rather was his lunch buddy, lunch buddy because he was working as a choral director for the uh, the, the church of uh, St. Th- no, it was called St. Thomas University in Houston, Texas. And, and uh, across the street from that uh, was the office where Dan Rather was working as a journalist. So they would go to lunch together. Oh, wow. And uh, Farrah Fawcett was somebody that graduated in his same high school class. Wow. Uh, so he knew her pretty well. And uh, and he, he, told us, he told some stories related to that, but I won't go into them unless you want me to. That's okay. That may get off a little off topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's all, it's all good. I mean, I, it's, uh, but through Wikipedia, I tried to change that in Wikipedia, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't let me years ago, many years ago, and because I didn't have any documentation for it. I couldn't prove yeah. it, except by the 88 update, but they didn't uh, consider that okay. valid documentation because it wasn't actually a published document, even though the mm-hmm. book was published that has that in it. But I, I don't know why I, I didn't pursue it any further, but maybe it was just my own lack of uh, whatever. But uh, maybe I just didn't put enough effort into it. But then I tried to change it again recently, and it did change it on one of the places where that was listed in Wikipedia. But I don't know if I changed it. I didn't change it everywhere. and I should do that still, see if mm-hmm. I can get that changed. But even when I made the changes – they didn't get the changes right. Really? They, they somehow, I don't know if I was out of my mind or something. <laughs> I changed it. But I, I, you know, I tried to do a good job with it. I'm really particular when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, but when I went back to it, like about six months ago, I, I thought, did I say that? You know, that's not right. <laughs> but it didn't tell the story of meeting in the hospital. And that's why on the Heaven's Gate podcast that the Pineapple Street Media did, that became you know a big hit on Apple uh, podcasts. Yeah, I listened to it. It was very cool. Uh, they, 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 they said in that that uh, they, they, they gave the update. I asked, uh, um, I forgot her name now, the producer, Anne, Anne Hepperman, I asked her, you know, if, if she could, because I always put my wish list in when I do document you know, interviews yeah. that I give, you know, and I said, you know, can you please, you know, put this in as an update, you know, so that people won't continue to think that story about the psychiatric, that, you know, he, he was checked into a psychiatric hospital was true. Yeah. Because we don't know that as a fact. I, I haven't seen anybody really document that. Yeah, and that kind of thing can discredit somebody too, right? So yeah, yeah, of course, of course, they think he's insane. You know, yeah. uh, you know, I Inside Edition tried to, you know, get me. I don't know if you saw that in, interview I did with Inside Edition. No, no, ago, sorry. where I they came to my house where I live in Vermont, and uh, and they uh, on my invitation, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, and I I I decided to t- videotape it you know, the interview. And so I was able to post on my blog, on my YouTube channel is my YouTube channel is three SPM, like the number, the digit three and S as in 
Actually, it means Stone People's Movement, which was a band name that never became a band. <laughs> for me. It's a good band name. <laughs> yeah, right. It was Third People, Third Stone People's Movement, like off of Jimi Hendrix, the third stone from the sun. Okay. Anyway, but uh, so anyway, I, that's my my YouTube channel. But um, so I, on the Inside Edition thing, uh, this is actually another story. So maybe I don't want to go into it. Maybe I shouldn't for the time's sake. But uh, now that I perked curiosity, maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe you're not curious about. It. Up to you. Always curious. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, that's what's good about editing. Cut it out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just a little more work. And, but anyway, so uh, what happened was they came and we set up in, you know, in one of my rooms and uh, they had the photographer and lighting people and all that. And, uh, and we got to the subject of um, Let's see. I'll 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 cut this in this chase, but <laughs> but Tindo had been arrested because there were two warrants for their arrest put out by one the husband of a woman who became their first student, who gave them a, a gasoline credit card to use, but yeah. it was the husband's card and the husband found out about it and uh, and said that it was stolen. Oh, okay. Uh, when Tiendo used it a couple times. I don't know how many times they used it. I shouldn't say a couple. I don't know how many times they used it. But mm-hmm. um, for gasoline. Okay, so that was one of the warrants, and that was against T. I don't know why. Maybe T is the one who signed the slips or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, I don't know how that happened. Exactly, that part of it. But then the other warrant for their arrest was because when their car broke down in St. Louis, or right outside St. Louis, uh, they went to St. Louis and uh, they decided that to use one of those credit cards that he had with him that he wasn't using anymore. And now I don't know why they didn't use them for gas, whatever. But he didn't. Yeah. At that point, he hadn't used them, and so uh, maybe he thought, you know, he didn't want to lead people to them or. Uh, or you know, whatever, whatever the reason was, uh, um, or uh, so, so they pulled out a credit card and used it to rent a car, and then they had that car and they kept it longer than they were supposed to keep it, yeah. And they felt they didn't, they knew that wasn't right, so they would write letters back to the credit to the rental car company and uh, tell them that, uh, um, that they were taking care of the car and they were going to keep it for a while longer. <laughs> and, and so anyway, uh, they weren't stealing it, you know, whatever they said in the letters. And I don't have any doubt that they did that because they were very responsible people yeah. in the world. And also I witnessed that. And, uh, and, so, uh, and so anyway, the, credit, the rental car company and the person both reported it as a stolen car. And so what Tindo thought they were doing was they, they decided to go down to Brownsville, Texas, and uh, with the rental car. Well, they went other places before that, but, uh, but they ended up in uh, Brownsville in Harlingen, Texas. 
and they decided that they were going to go to the press and uh, tell them the story of uh, everything they had felt and learned and experienced and recognized to be what their task was and, you know, which included recognizing that they were the two witnesses that were in the Bible, but they didn't like to talk about that. That's another story altogether, but yeah, a, a lot of this is in the 88 update. So I, I shouldn't be, I don't need to be too detailed here. So um, if you want to read that to get some back information, but uh, so anyway, they were arrested and both charges were dropped by both the rental car company and by the, the husband. Um, but the St. Louis prosecutor decided, uh, according to Doe, uh, that he was up for re-election. I don't know. I guess they re-elect. And so when they, when they were arrested, they, they didn't give their real names initially. Yeah. Um, and, uh, cause I don't even know if they had ID with them, um, anymore, but, uh, <clears throat> I guess they had, I don't know what they had, but, um, and and they gave them these Hindu names that they had. They were given by this Buddhist monk. It was actually a Sanskrit name. It wasn't a Hindu name. It was a Sanskrit name. And it was, was Norbu Chin was the Buddhist monk that gave them these names. And so that's the names they gave to the police. Okay. So they were considered to be pretty loony tunes. Yeah. And so uh, those said that the prosecutor because of the weirdness of the case, wanted to take it up, and, you, know, to, you know, get, you know, for re-election uh, benefit, I guess, you know, whatever. But um, you're prosecuting this Looney Tune person. And so, so T was out and she went and got a nursing job back again so that she could pay for a lawyer for Doe. And he was in jail for six months and he, he ended up writing uh, statement one that was the beginning of the public the more public. It was all public at that time. They were going church to church, telling yeah. people that leave a card, that they were the two witnesses, and then they would run out of the church. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they knew what it was. You know, they, they didn't like anybody that they would meet in their lives that would say that they were the reincarnation of some biblical figure. Yeah. Like Cleopatra, they always wondered how how come there's so many Cleopatras running around, you know? Yeah. So anyway, so uh, so anyway, so so in condition of so Doe was offered a plea bargain six months after he was in jail, and that was to bring it to trial or not. And he found out from his lawyer that if he brought it to trial, uh, uh, the charge would be uh, less, like maybe five months. Oh, wow. would be the penalty for what he did and in jail. So uh, he decided, well, I'll, I'll cop a plea of guilty. And so he became a felon, which, you know, can be seen as the thief in the night, you know, in a sense of the, of the you know, the, the scriptures. Um, um, but uh, both of them could be seen as thieves in the night, right? And uh, um, so... But uh, so anyway, so on the condition, there were two conditions or at least two conditions of those release. One was they take a psychological exam. And the other one was that uh, he doesn't have anything to do with uh, T, Bonnie, Luke Trisdale Nettles. Yeah. 
And, and so T didn't come to pick him up at the jail. And, and anyway, but, uh, and so he took the psychological exam and he passed with flying colors. And, and And he said, he said it was kind of ironic that he passed with flying colors when not a day had passed that he didn't at that point that he didn't question his own his sanity. Yeah. <laughs> and so this Inside Edition reporter, when I told that story to him, said he, he said what? Yeah. I, I said well, I said it in a a shorter sentence you know, from that whole explanation. And he said, uh, I repeated it with, you know, questioned his own sanity. And then he said, could you say that a little shorter? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, you know, he almost even gave me the words and I fell for it. And I I said, uh, he he questioned, you know, he questions his own sanity. And that's what they put on there. One of the tiny little bits of information that I gave him in a three-hour interview. Actually, the interview was over after that. He got what he wanted. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm not immediately after, but pretty soon after that. Mm-hmm. And so and I was wondering, what well, was over so easy? So, you know, these people traveled, you know, hours to get to me. And all he wanted was like an hour or, you know, an interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, uh, so, but fortunately I was able to put what I said, the whole story in there with, that included the person that was doing the interviewing on my blog, on my uh, YouTube channel. And a lot of people, you know, saw that and said, wow, look at that. Look, he took you totally out of context. Yeah, no. And that's like, that's the thing. And um, I was talking to my spouse earlier about it too, about how so many things are taken out of context. So, and that's why we want to have you talk as much as possible so we can include it all mm-hmm. and so that nothing gets misconstrued or anything like that. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I can understand if you're just going to put it to where, you know, you're taking it out of con. It was all taken out of context, but though Do- didn't consider himself insane the whole time he was, the the leader of the uh, the classroom, you know, the Heaven's yeah. Gate group. Uh, we weren't called Heaven's Gate um, until the very end. I wasn't in in the classroom when they came up with that. Mm-hmm. That was one of your questions, I think. Yeah. Um, they were called human kind of... individual metamorphosis. That was the first yeah. kind of name they had. Um, and you had kind of mentioned that there were different grades that you could evolve through um in heaven's gate um do you like have you kind of been working on that throughout the years since you um dropped out of the program and you consider that you'd be at that stage now where you could have ascended or well the idea of grades in the school wasn't related to being in the classroom Okay. The way the grades in school came about was Tiendo in 1975 were talking about how uh, um, the human kingdom was organized to be like 12 grades in school and that during the first six grades in school, this is the development of spirit like we were talking about before. Okay. Uh, in the first six grades in school, 
humans are getting into all things human. Yeah. Becoming all they can be, you know, and, uh, and, and so that, you know, but then in the, in the last six grades in school, the object is to get out of all that. Okay. So that those things aren't satisfying anymore. Uh, you know, and, and to try this and try that, but the next level helps the human kingdom with that. And, you know, one, one big help with that is the fact that we all die, you know, so we can become famous and all that, but it's all going to go away. Yeah. You know? And, and so that helps us question whether this is the meaning of life, you know, whether there's more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's what opens the door to us starting to pull on that there is more. So that's the grades in school part. Now, in terms of growth now, for me or anybody else, that, that's always the case. We're always able to grow as fast as we want to grow towards uh, next level behaviors and ways and, uh, and understanding and uh, information and um, seeing their information as the most real information, the most true information. You know, truth isn't, uh, you know, when you tell a lie from a truth, um, my understanding is that truth is what's real. It's what really happened. That's all the truth is. Um, so, um, So the more truthful we are, which doesn't necessarily apply in all cases. Uh, you know, if, if like, like Jesus said, agree with your adversary when you're in the way with them. Otherwise you might end up before the courts and end up being in jail. You know, so there's, there's times where you're going to seek agreement with somebody, which uh, I'm not saying to, to lie is right, but like an example would be like, some people think that if you lie about anything that you're disobeying, uh, the commandments from God. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, like being a false witness isn't the same thing. You know, thou shall not be a false witness against your neighbor. That, you know, that's, that's a lie, but that's a tremendous lie. Right. When you're, but, uh, but like, let's say you, you're speeding. Some people think that if you're speeding, you're disobeying God. Because you're not following the government's laws and you're supposed to follow the government's laws. But the government's laws aren't what we're supposed to follow. We're supposed to follow the next level laws. Right. Now, the government has adopted some of those. It doesn't mean that the government's doing bad things by having speed laws. No, they're not. Uh, there's the value to a lot of that. Okay. Uh, it all makes a lot of common sense in a lot of those things. But, um, but, because even the lower forces, the Luciferian space alien fallen angel souls. Now there's a mouthful, <laughs> right? Uh, even those souls want order in the human kingdom that they're riding herd on. And have been allowed to ride herd on to give us the option to become like them if we want to become like them. And uh, so, so like an example would be in Tindo's classroom uh, we didn't have to follow the speed limit, but we were only allowed to go over it two or three miles above the speed limit. Okay. So that's just an example of showing that, you know, Tiendo, and the, the reason why only two or three miles, because in some circumstances, you know, you could go 10 miles over the speed limit. It's not going to be any big deal. Right. You know, like 
free, on the freeways, right? You know, uh, you know, 55 is the rule, but you know, everybody's going 70 bumper to bumper, you know, <laughs> like I grew up in a city, you know, so I, I know that about that in New York city, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, commuting and everything, but, uh, but, uh, was cause they didn't want, they didn't want the law to be stopping us and interfering with us, mm-hmm. even charging us money. Right. You know, going over the speed limit or, or finding out that there's some investigator that's been looking for this person, you know, uh, because they were hired because they joined with those people that were called the mysterious two or the, the UFO cult. And that, Maybe they're being held against their will, and you know, and so so T and Dove were very protective of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they wanted us to follow all the laws. That makes sense. And we filed tax returns. Perfect. Um, yeah, because some of you had jobs, and we worked. Right? We worked jobs in the world. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't stand on street corners asking for donations. No. <laughs> gotcha. And we didn't have a central location. You know where people would be brought to or be indoctrinated. We didn't have any of that. People weren't added. We only went public on two occasions, seventeen almost seventeen years apart. Oh wow! Yeah. When we were holding public meetings, and those those meetings were not too. Uh, we we just told what we believed, and uh, and I was I I gave a lot of those meetings. I I was a spokesperson a lot of times in those meetings. And, uh, and I even talked people out of joining with us oh, wow. in Chicago in 1994. Why is that? Well, uh, what happened was we, we would say at the end of the meet at the end of the meeting, if anybody wants to know more information, to stay after the meeting and we'll answer your questions. Yeah. And these two individuals stayed after the meeting, and I was uh, a primary spokesman for that meeting. So. They, they came to me and Chekody. We were the overseers of the group that was putting on those meetings, even though it was a group of three groups who were involved in the Chicago University of Chicago meeting. But uh, um, and so uh, they, they were sitting with me and Chekody, and uh, we were, I was trying to tell them uh, kind of what we were doing traveling around the country and doing this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and at one point I said, uh, oh, yeah, we're at, at this point we don't have any money anymore. So we, we did ask for donations in that regard. So I, I'm correcting myself to some degree in that. We didn't go on street corners asking for money. But, uh, but we would go to anybody that we felt to, like businesses, or churches was the first way. T and does set it up so that we would, in '75 when we were going public, we would uh, go to the churches to to see if they would uh, help us with our needs, and we would say that we we have a need. We're we're working for the kingdom of God. Um, sharing new information is what I would say. They didn't tell us to say all these words like this. But I, what I ended up saying was uh, um, working for the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God, whatever I want to say. Uh, and I would always put in that we have some new information to share. And we have need of 
uh, food, we weren't supposed to ask for money. Uh, we have a need for food or and or gasoline and or sometimes lodging. Okay. If they had a place for us to sleep, you know, or put up our tent or whatever it was. And uh, can you help us? And sometimes people would just give us money. Sometimes they would slam the door on our face. And sometimes they would want to say, what new information? You know, and then we would start to talk. Mm-hmm. And we'd give a little bit more. And, you know, and so anyway, so so that that was the way. That, but in 1994, we ended up expanding that to uh, not just churches, but anybody. Like we went to new used car dealers, uh, not used car dealers, but new car dealers. And told them the same kind of thing, and and we got a lot of donations from them. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, uh, they were very generous a lot of times. And we went to a restaurant. And we would say that to a restaurant like Olive Garden, and they would give the whole group like about eight, six or seven or eight members of the group that we were traveling together with. Uh, they would give us a full, you know, you know, full meals, you know, complete meals off the menu. Wow, awesome. And uh, we didn't tell them everything. We didn't tell them we were considered by the media a UFO cult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> unless they asked questions that yeah. brought that out of us. I wouldn't hold it back at all. Because yeah. I didn't care about the food that much. <laughs> I, was, I was as much of a zealot as you could be. And uh, I wasn't going to let anything stand in the way of telling the truth to somebody. Yeah. And uh and sometimes I did lose out on stuff because of that. And I was even too much of a zealot sometimes. To where I got run out of places. But, uh, well, I was trying to put up a poster on the window of a video store. And I walked in with Chuck Odie in, in Dallas, Texas. I walked into the video store, you know, announcing the meeting in the poster. But uh, And there were all these posters of these, you know, barely clad females all over the walls you know which videos yeah. it wasn't pornography or anything but but I, I made some comments about it as i looked at it i don't think i said them very loud but when i got in there i, I said to the owner you know can, can we put a poster in your window announcing a meeting and uh I, I showed him the poster and he said no no get out of here he thought he thought we were christians trying to change you know, trying to evangelize him. In a sense, we uh, were. Yeah. You know? But uh, but he was angry. Who knows how many Christians have been through the you know his his store, you know. Yeah. Which uh, I, I wasn't against him or even his material, but see that wasn't my better my better sense about me. That was one of the things that about me that I don't. I don't like that. You know, Chuck Odie wasn't like that, but you know, you know, so we we were afraid for our, ourselves when we went into the car because he came out to the front door and said, "Get out of here, drive away," mm-hmm. you know. And uh, he might have been Islamic, and you know how you know many uh, people were against Islam for many years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So are which to me is poor behavior. It is yeah. for sure. Um, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, did I, did I finish that? I think so. Yeah, yes. Yeah. All, right, all right. 
No, you're fine. I think we just have two more questions for you, and then we'll not take up any more of your time. Um, One of the last questions we wanted to ask you, because I think it's really important for our listeners to understand um, your teachings point of view in that, you know, the mass ascension is seen by a lot of people as a mass suicide, but you guys don't see it that way. So can you talk a little bit about the difference between what an ascension is and a suicide is and how it's different for you? Yeah, that's, um, I'm glad you're including that for sure. Uh, Cause it's a, um, it's not really a difficult subject to talk about, but um, it's not easy to wrap your our heads around. Right. And I know that because uh, I deal with it almost every day because uh, I do a lot of communication over the web, you know. So, um, well, see, one way or the other, we're all going to leave our vehicles. Right. So, I mean, I say that as an absolute, but whenever I say something as an absolute, I get reminded in my head that uh, there's nothing that's impossible for the next level. So if they want to take somebody with their vehicle so that they don't die, they can do that, which Mm -hmm. we talked about that before a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's going to be quite the exception. Gotcha. Because the next level doesn't really need human vehicles for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, except on occasion, they can have value to that. But um, like if they want to keep a vehicle in storage for a future opportunity to use that vehicle, like maybe happened with Moses and Elijah related to the Transfiguration uh, Mountain experience that John and James and Peter had. Mm-hmm. Okay, so with that said, um, suicide, according to Doe, is choosing to not be with your older member when you recognize your older member. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you recognize the older member's information as being true when you're given the opportunity to continue to be with your older member. That's suicide because... All those that don't choose to go in that direction, that had the opportunity to go in that direction and were prepared to go in that direction and chose to go in that direction, uh, um, are playing with fire to not complete that because they're going to they're gonna justify leaving the group. And that justification can turn into even going against their teachers and then if that happens, uh, uh, they will still get opportunities to recover from that. Um, but it becomes harder and harder to recover the more mistakes we make. In mistakes relative to the qualifications to become a member of the next level. Of giving all your love, all your heart, all your soul all your mind, all your strength to uh, God, to the older member. 
whatever you think of as, that's the number one commandment according to Jesus and according to Moses, mm -hmm. and uh, who both were dough, the same soul, uh, I believe. And T said that, actually. T told Doe that he was the same individual that was Adam, Enoch, Moses, Elijah, and Jesus. Okay. And, and that means that T was the same individual that was Elohim and Jehovah and uh, the Father, the Heavenly Father. And uh, now in a female vehicle, which is Revelation 12, talks all about that. Yeah. And anyway, so, uh, okay, so now for for individuals that don't recognize Doe as their older member uh, or are just getting exposed to the information for the first time uh, um, or or even even or in the classroom and have doubts about it, uh -huh. whether they're expressing them or not, um, uh, they could still choose to exit when that opportunity is given to them. Um, but they could also feel like they were not ready to do that. And like Rio is an example of that. He left two weeks before um, they laid down their lives and that had been prepared for. Uh, in many, many ways that, that were verbal, that were discussions and all of that for years that was happening. And even I experienced for years okay. talking about that, leaving our, by our own hand. Um, and I, I put that in the list of things, right, in, in the document that I wrote to you mm -hmm. yeah. about that. And if you want to include, like, I'll make that a blog post and then I can, you can, you know, put a link to that if you want. Okay. Yeah. If you want to see all the different uh, ways that we were prepared for making that choice. Yeah, perfect. And uh, and so um, okay, so now Tina never used the word ascension while I was in the classroom, but I'm not saying they didn't use it, mm -hmm. but they. They didn't use religious terminology because it was not as accurate as what, you know, because have, people have different interpretations and connotations and, you know, so uh, that's what's not accurate about it. But the, the idea is, is accurate that something is, a soul is rising out of the human kingdom, like it says in Revelation 12, 11. And like Paul talked about as well, but Paul got a lot of things wrong. But, uh, but, any, but anyway, so, uh, so, it, so it's not a matter, well, so whether, um, so talking about people now, right? That's part of that question, I think, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. How to think about that, because. None of us that I'm aware of uh, are giving our all to God. We're not even necessarily capable of that. We don't even know what that is. I didn't know what that was even the whole time I was in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah. That. It was like years later that I started to recognize all the ways that I was not really absorbing everything they were giving. 
it wasn't even possible for me to absorb everything Tindo gave us. They didn't even have a full picture of everything they were receiving from their older member. Mm-hmm. Um, like they said in the Black Hawk tapes. Uh, that they, they sometimes felt like they were getting, and now they got new information during those Black Hawk tapes. And uh, I mean, that it was expressed during those Black Hawk tapes. And, uh, uh, and they said that they felt like they maybe got 50% of what the picture was that they were given because they would get things in as ideas and as uh, um, uh, not like specific words um, necessarily, but, um, and they would both get them at the same time, even though they could be off in different places and they would come together and talk and they'd say, yeah, did you, what, what I, I sort of, and they would talk about it and recognize that there was, they were getting the same information at the same time, and they were trying to pull on it, think about, you know, what does this mean? What, how, do, how do we express this to the students? And what are all the ramifications of this? And, they, and then they would work on that for sometimes weeks or more. I don't know how long sometimes. but And then they would bring it to us when they felt like they had instruction to bring it to us. And so, uh, so, so now in the Heaven's Gate book, and in the videotapes of those final exit and the press release that went on to CNN that talked that Doe talked about how some could leave after by going to the preferably to someplace in the southwest and screaming to the highest source they can imagine. I'm not using the exact words. I was never good at mm-hmm. a lot of the exact words. But I, I got the intention yeah. a lot of times pretty well. Doe told me um, because we have, I have example. I have reason why I'm saying that. That came from Doe. Doe's mind. So I'm not just making it up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but anyway. So but uh, to see if that's a right step for us, for that person that feels that, and and then they will be given. If it is the right step for them, according to the next level of judgment, who are outside their bodies at that point, uh, uh, will give them the courage to take that action. Okay. And that's why Rick Odie and Just Odie and Gab Odie and uh, even Gab Odie didn't go to the Southwest, I don't think. But uh, and uh, and. Uh, Um, Oscody and uh, Oscar, whose name was, became Oscody, and uh, who I know, all those individuals, actually. And then there was one person that never was in the classroom that I know about, who was a Grateful Dead roadie for a while. And and he 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 said that he he left a note that said he was kind of leaving because of uh, uh, the Heaven's Gate group leaving. Um, so so um, they left. And I don't know if there's other people that I just don't know about uh-huh. that might have decided. Well, it's time for me to go too. So those those all would go with Doe, but going with Doe didn't just include those. 
when he said that, mm-hmm. that you would go with me. Because he said there were three categories of people that would ascend, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Now, when you're ascending, this is where you could see it as grades in school, in the in sense. Okay. And this, in respect to the next level, because uh, everybody in the next level isn't of the same growth. Mm-hmm. But they all, all the, everybody that gets the next level task of even elementary tasks in the next level um, is considered to be in the next level, but they might still have to come back to the human kingdom to go through another experience to overcome, finish their overcoming because they hadn't completed it. Okay. So then there's other members that were considered to have completed it that um, are given next level vehicles that don't even have the capacity to go through a kind of reverse metamorphosis, they don't need any more lessons in the human kingdom. Okay. And so among those 38, there were some those said that would have to come back, but they were still given the option to stay with Doe and leave with him. Okay. And so I think they, they were assigned crews on spacecrafts and they're monitoring us, all the people that are asking for help. In the world, I'm not talking about just with this information. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about anything in their lives. It, it could be, you know, they're having a, you know, they're dealing with COVID. You know, they're dealing with uh, divorces and, you know, whatever it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, if, if they're seeking the truth and if they're seeking help from the highest source they can reach in the star, among the stars, where the space aliens can't go anymore. Because they're limited to being on the Earth right now, mm-hmm. uh, um, and the near near environment, they can be all off the planet, but only in the near space around the planet. Doe said, "So, um, um, but they're human equivalents because they haven't outgrown their humanness. They dropped out of a classroom that they were in in a previous civilization, okay, Earth or another planet." Um. So, uh, so that the first category then are the people that Doe is with, the students that stayed with Doe, uh, who are going to have significant tasks in the next level and elementary tasks in the next level, potentially, if they still need to overcome some things. Okay, then the second group of people that were the dropouts or people that never even joined, but they recognized Doe as being the older member and they 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 recognized some of the information enough of the information that they believed in this, even though belief in the information doesn't mean that you don't have questions about things that you don't disbelieve certain things. Uh, it, it just means that you, uh, if you believe in it, then you believe that you will come to understand it at a future date. Okay. Okay. So that that's kind of where belief is. It's, it's 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 always a moving target kind of thing because uh-huh. and and the speed in which somebody believes in something uh is relative to their own desire to believe in it to understand to to have faith in it to you know to demonstrate it because it's not just about belief belief without works like it says in the new testament in the book of james is dead faith without works is dead we have to be 
doing things. And the, the task now is to stand for Tian Do, that they came from the kingdom that created the earth and all its inhabitants, and uh, and and continue that stand, uh, um, and and whatever the consequences are of that, taking that stand and live that stand until they exit their body. However, that happens. That's the the nutshell overriding instruction. But but the procedure is the formula for leaving the human kingdom is to separate from all our humanness. Now that's going to happen for people in different ways at different times, you know, throughout their lives and in future incarnations of that spirit. Because spirits, they don't really incarnate again, ex except uh, in a a way of, um, um, let's say the next level um, is helping somebody that doesn't have a soul deposit. Well, if they have, if they're even curious about T and Do's information, they they might get a soul deposit, mm -hmm. you know, or at uh, any point. So that's not you, you don't know who and when that happens. We don't know until they die, you know. Uh, but even if if you do that right before you die, you have that curiosity. It might not be enough. Okay. You know, I'm I'm, not, I'm saying might because I'm not the judge of it. Right. The next level judges that they have the computer systems. They they can read our thoughts, but they don't do that unless we ask them for help. And then they'll start to try to figure out how to help you, us, in the best way that they can. And uh, so anyway, so uh, they're not going to tell anybody, you know, go commit suicide. No, because what, what Stan Modi said was a student, one of the 38, who wrote an article in the Heaven's Gate book on the Heaven's Gate website that was written with those overseeing, but was left to his words, which was common for us to do. I experienced that when I was in the classroom, that, you know, Doe didn't require us to all say things in exactly the same ways, you know, but the general ideas were all coming from his mind. Mm -hmm. And so we had a committee that would go over the documents and do the editing and not editing, but they would, go to the person writing and say, you know, Tindo actually didn't say this in this way. It's giving a mis misinterpretation of that, a little misimpression of that. And then, then that person would write it differently a little bit. And, you know, uh, and they would, rec you know, anyway, so there was a growth process in there too. But uh, in that in that document that Stan Modi wrote, which was called uh, Evolutionary Rights for Victims. And it was in, victims was in quotes and uh, Rice was in quotes. And in that, he said that, um, and this was said in other ways as well, two or three other ways, by mostly students like Junodi, who were among the 38. I think Junodi on maybe two occasions, other occasions. But in this one that Stan Modi wrote, he said that um, to commit suicide um, because you don't like the way your life is going, uh, um, or you're mad at somebody or, you know, any of these human reasons is uh, denying your ability to uh, outgrow that lesson, to, to gain from that lesson. So um, 
it would be worthless to do that. I mean, when you, and not not worth. I shouldn't say worthless. That's not the right way to put it. But uh, it would be um, we need our physical bodies, like I said in the beginning of this, in order to learn lessons. And so uh, that we should all take full advantage of all the time we have um, to make positives out of any negatives we experience. And look to the next level for how to make those positives, and and those ideas will come to us. Yeah. And and then we'll see them mm-hmm. reflected in the things. And then you, what you do is you take steps in that direction. You don't get the whole package. You get something that you see in the news, or something a, a friend says, or your spouse says. You know, all, all of a sudden it occurs to you that maybe I, you know, maybe they had something there. Maybe I can make that change in my life, or I can, you know, I can to 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 you know to to grow a little bit from that from that experience, and and then and then there'll be more steps, and you know, yeah. and and then humans are repeatedly are given those, and but asking one time for help doesn't cut it with the next level. I mean, they'll help you every time you ask, but. Uh, and they, they might even help you even in between your asking. Mm-hmm. They will. They will. But uh, but they they want us to rely on them. They want us to depend on them because they're the only people that are um, dependable. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Not that humans can't be trusted a lot of ways, but humans are incapable of being next next level members. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so, you know, suicide is not the right step to take. And I, uh, you know, Carlin, Carlotti, who was in the classroom for several months, but got a lot from it. And uh, he joined while I was in the classroom. I met him in the classroom and uh, he's been on my back. I'm saying it that way because of kind of a human way of saying it, talking about, uh, all the things, because there are a lot of things that were said about this, and he's like nailed me to the ground. <laughs> with, yeah, I think uh, you they, mentioned him in your they, blog, right? Uh, what's that? You mentioned him in your blog, correct? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I just wrote a new blog entry, and he just yeah. and, and he just he just put a comment on that blog entry. That I, I said yeah. no to suicide in the top of my blog post, yeah. and I, I uh, and I said a lot of th- other things in that title. And uh, and he he put a comment on that, and he he, he quoted something from Doe's final exit, and, and I realized, wow, I didn't see that because I don't have that transcribed. So when I did my search on suicide, I didn't see that that what Doe said about it, and yeah. to where it opened the door that somebody that didn't even have a relationship in the classroom, uh, uh, um. Would go with, with go with Doe if they recognized him and they believed in his information, and yeah. left after him. And uh, so uh, I, I, you know, I told him thank you for that. And uh, you know, th- then he, you know, he's he's got his own lessons to learn because mm-hmm. you know he dropped out because he didn't. Uh, he was questioning. He didn't. Uh, I'm not sure how he would say it now, but he told me I believe that. Uh, he questioned Doe okay. about 
done, you know, certain things that no didn't receive though hundred percent or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I don't want to put words in his mouth. Right. Um, of course. But you know, he's a dropout for a reason. Not none of us were sent or dropped out in order to continue with this spreading of the information. Yeah. Uh-huh. We all had the capacity to graduate. I know a lot of people have told me that, you know, Sawyer, I think you are here for, you know, you were supposed to be here. Well, there might be a little bit of truth to that. Like the next level, like Tindo said originally, that there might be some in the in the classroom that uh, weren't returned souls coming back to take human vehicles for the third trimester of the growth process, the graduation yeah. process. And so might be just, just humans that are very advanced because they're believing everything and you're going with the program. But uh, so I don't know how many of those there might have been. I don't know if I was one of them. I kind of think I wasn't, actually. I'm not going to use that as an excuse yeah. for my own falling down on, on uh, graduation. But see, the next level doesn't mope about their failures. Mm-hmm. And so Joe told me that failure is sometimes the biggest lesson to overcome. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, so anyway, I, I, th- I hope I covered that enough. Yeah, that was excellent. Yeah, that was Thank perfect. you. <laughs> um, so we probably just have time for one more question. Um, and that's basically, what are you up to now? Well, uh, I can't say 100% of my time is spent trying to stand for T&O. But uh, my my 100% of my mind is in that direction. But yeah. I, I do everything like everybody else does. You know, I, I'm retired, so I don't have to make any money. Right. And I yeah. got some inheritance that ended up paying a lot of the bills I accumulated. I had $50,000 in credit card debt uh, that I worked up after my partner broke up with me and I didn't have an income anymore because she was the primary income winner. Yeah, and uh, so I ended up paying that back, and then I I still have some of that to live Perfect. off of. My my social security doesn't cut it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I I do side jobs. I play music on the street, you know, when I can, and of course I have gigs and stuff, but not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, I sell some books once in a while, but it's gonna dwindle down to nothing. But that's okay. I'll figure out other ways if I'm still alive. I'm trying to keep my health up so I can be of service for as long as I can. Uh, I don't yeah. feel like I don't have any desire. I, well, I don't have any, it's not like I don't have any desire. And actually, when I got sick with Lyme's disease and I couldn't walk and I was in pain, I couldn't sleep that well. Um, I mean, I could walk a little like, with a crutch because yeah. – it would happen to one leg at a time, you know, foot, foot and leg and ankle with the swelling and the pain from it. Um, I wasn't taking any painkillers. I guess I could have done that. Maybe I would have been okay. But uh, cayenne pepper is really, really good as a therapeutic ingredient, superfood. But it's got to be, got to be very careful about the use of cayenne pepper because it's, it's very powerful. Mm. It, but it it can clean in your clean out your body and help you with a lot of ailments. Okay. As well, the whole transfiguration diet is a beautiful 
kind of fast, even if you adopt, if even if people adopt just parts of it, you know, it, it's a great thing. Yeah. But anyway, so I'm, I'm, I maintain that. And, uh, I talk to people over the, you know, I spend at least eight hours or 12 hours every day. I cut wood to burn for heat. Perfect. I can do that again. I couldn't do it for years wow. because of the yeah. disease. Yeah. And, uh, and that's a lot of work. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I'm working on different, different documentary groups, uh, 2020, the ABC people are, okay. uh, they've interviewed me and they came up to Albany. I met them in Albany and interviewed with them and, but they, they've been kind of silent recently since the election. Yeah. And, uh, so I don't know if they're going to drop it or what, but, um, and then there's another group that, putting something out on uh, HBO Max, who I, I did a lot of stuff with, with them. They came up here. They had a big, big operation. Yeah. And, uh, and that's, that's supposed to put a lot of a docu- a four-part series out. Wow. Uh, they might have done the first one, right? I don't even know anymore. Because I, I sometimes don't even watch these documentaries that I've been <laughs> part of. Yeah. Unless they give me a link to it, you know. Of course. Uh, I don't know why I don't. I should. <laughs> I, I should. Because I critique them and then I put it on my blog, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What I feel was accurate, what wasn't, mm-hmm. my opinion. And put the doc. I, I don't want my opinion to stand. I want the documentation to think. Right. Yeah. Um, and I do the blog, you know, I, I mean, the uh, YouTube channel uh which I, I've, I've talked about a lot about the signs in the heavens like jesus said there would be signs in the sun and the moon and the stars the stars could be maybe thought of as planets and comets and asteroids you know to- pointing out how the space force was you know that's where the money's going mm-hmm. yeah money for the like the the uh the um uh, what, what was it? The way uh, the the first big trillion, three trillion dollars that went because of COVID. A lot of that didn't go to COVID. It went to the corporations, mm-hmm. and they could eliminate a lot of their people, so they could reduce their labor force, oh. so that they could have more money to do what? Build underground cities. They've mm. been doing that for a lot of years, building underground places to run to if they need to. And it talks about that in Revelation 6. That's come, that's yet to come uh, to where they're going to flee to those areas. And I think they use that, I think they use COVID as an exercise for all the people that are aware of and have bought. They may charge million dollars for a module in an underground city, you know, uh, an apartment, you know, in an underground complex. Um, uh, you know, Elon Musk, the boring, he's, you know, building those tunnels. I, I witnessed some of those tunnels being built in Pittsburgh, oh, wow. which I don't, uh, I don't know if it was, the, I don't know if that was the tunnel, but went to the new airport that was being built. Oh, okay. The Denver airport has long been thought to be, uh, have an underground facility under it. Cool. And, uh, you know, and they even put like all different kinds of, mythological symbology through the art through that airport. I went, I was in that airport. I saw a lot of that. 
And, uh, you know, there's people that talk about that. But anyway, so they, they want to be able to shoot down asteroids. Uh-huh. They want to have laser beams that can do that. They want to get, they're, they're talking about using nukes for that, for the asteroids, to deflect them. And, uh, and, and they want bases on the Mars and the moon for that reason and for other reasons, because they want to find elements that can give them anti-gravity, because they know that anti-gravity exists as an element because of the backwards engineering that was done on some of the spacecrafts that crashed or were um, given to them by the space aliens. Uh, uh, Space aliens are souls and they're hybridizing human vehicles um, uh, so that they have vehicles that they can control just the same way that humans raise children to be in their business. Mm -hmm. It's the same kind of thing, but they're using human DNA mixed with the DNA that they had before was they've been using all along for even thousands of years, many thousands of years even. And uh, they they can store them in freezers and they can store the eggs and the sperm and just like humans are doing now. That's why humans are doing it because it's uh, because they're, they're preparing to go underground, even though they don't all know that Uh and they don't all know when that's going to happen and how that's going to happen to what degree it's going to happen and and for what the cause of it's going to be. Those thoughts are provided by the Luciferian space alien fallen angel souls. They're beamed down on humans all the time. And and anybody that thinks that's not not possible uh, doesn't understand how similar that is to the way that radio signals are beamed down on all of us all the time. Those are thoughts. You know, we're receiving those thoughts over the airwaves. Okay. That's why the very great, very large array in where the Roswell crash happened in the plains of San Augustine in New Mexico, um, they have those big telescopes that are trying to perceive radio signals. And they've been getting some really strange things over the years, over there. Interesting. Those weren't built in that location by accident. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of people that know very well that there are space aliens among us. Now, they could be actually literally among us walking around in what vehicles that, that are human vehicles, but that are a mix of space alien See, you can't really say it as space alien anymore when you talk about it that way, because the original bodies that the space aliens had, whenever they went through their, when they when they were working for the next level, to some elementary capacity as like a student membership, like I was talking about before. Uh, those vehicles are all dead. Okay, now, now, so the, those genes that they passed on, if those. If they were able to put some of those genes into human vehicles, as it talks about in Genesis chapter six, um, uh, you know, they get diluted and stuff. So, so even though I'm, I'm saying that there could be aliens among us, uh, um, we're all, we all have that in us. Mm-hmm. There's no human vehicles that don't have that in us. Yeah. Because that's the way it was designed to work so that we could overcome it. Yeah, of course. So anyway, so I I could go on forever about (laughs) all this, you know. Um, But 
that's what I'm doing now. I'm trying to, you know, and I'm trying to sort through it. Holy smokes, this has been difficult. Yeah. I, I know exactly, you know, by having the human experiences that I've had with a child and a partner and a mortgage and, you know, T used to say that we're not in the real world in the classroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said, said, in the real world, this is what happens and this is what happens. And I didn't know what she was talking about when she said, I thought we were in the real world. <laughs> yeah. was the more real world in the classroom. But that's not what she meant. She meant the real world where you had to pay bills. You had to, you know, in the commune, it was very easy in a lot of ways because there's always somebody, if they lost their job, somebody else could take up the slack. Right. You don't have you that know, in public. Adult. Yeah, so, you know, but, but so I didn't have that experience before I joined because I didn't have children. I didn't have bills. I was living like a kind of a hippie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, and so I got so much experience that, and so when, you know, I knew that there was going to be a lot of problems in in the approach to the end of the age, the end of the recycling, uh, butting up against the, the total recycling, which I don't know how far away that is, but I don't think it's that far away. But, uh, um, you know, I, I don't, I can't make predictions. And, and the, that recycling doesn't mean that everybody's going away. And, every, um, and you know, uh, the ne- I mean, the next level can take the souls and the spirits of people that die from an earthquake or from a volcano or a, uh, an asteroid strike or, or from human wars or whatever it is. That's why victims was in quotes because the vic- the people that die because of any- pestilence, you know, uh, um, uh, they get what they believe mm-hmm. at the time that they die. Okay. And what you, what we what we do is what we believe. Yeah. And not only what we think, what we think is less what we believe than what we do. I mean. I can't really say less or more really in that respect, but um, so, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the bottom line. So it's, it's how we live in, in relationship uh, to the next level and how, and the best behavior we can have right now uh-huh. is to be humanitarian. Yeah. That's, that's the, uh, that when the older member's not physically with us anymore, that's the best behavior we can have. When the older member's with us, the best behavior we can have is behavior that would be pleasing to the older members that um, and even be in their company and learning their lessons in order to graduate. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so we've got a mix right now of... But that's you know, Jesus taught that too. You know, mm-hmm. he said, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, doing to others as you'd have them do to you. Right. And uh, uh, and so uh, so you know so so there are many many people that are being born now you know, more and more. You know, being um, birth isn't just a single event. It's not. It, it's a process. It, it's always a process. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my understanding from Tim, though, 
and uh, so yeah. So I mean, I know people that you know ask me what to do. You know, they're, they're the friends with my Sawyer Heaven's Gate page, and all I I never go after friends. I don't I don't suggest I don't I don't even go to suggestions for friends mm -hmm. to friend them. I did it one time and I didn't like it. I didn't mm -hmm. feel right about it. So uh, uh, so I don't do that. So all the friends on my Facebook Sawyer Heaven's Gate page uh, are people that want to be friends with me. I I mostly accept everybody, but. Uh, some people I, I don't, and I send them a message first, and you know, like like people that are, you know showing pictures of naked their nakedness. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be involved in that. So, right. uh, so I, I ask them, you know, but now I send them the same document I send to everybody else, which is you know kind of explains a lot about the overview that I feel like I have and I, I'm trying to stand for, but uh, but. This one person came to me and said, what do we do? I mean, I, I you know, she's wanted to work with me doing a podcast or something for, for a number of years. And she has a farm. I, I, I said to her, you know, build your farm, you know, put your efforts into, into, you know, getting associated with farms, you know, so that you're not dependent on the government. Because I mean, socialist programs are great, uh -huh. but if the socialist programs are tied into going along with what the government tells us to do, right, in every shape and form, like even inform on people, you know, tell people that you know you're not doing that, so you don't, and so then all of a sudden you get a phone call and it says you know, or whatever, you get a message that says uh, since you don't, you're, you're spreading this misinformation mm -hmm. about us. You're not going along with the program. You're not obeying our orders. Therefore, uh, you're not going to get that food help anymore. Right. So, so you know, and it talked about this in the Bible. You know, it's happening. You know, and uh, I don't. I hope it doesn't get to that. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the people in Canada, Justin Trudeau, he's coming out and talking about it in the World Economic Forum and the United States. People, you know, uh, the, uh, the uh, Gates Foundation and and uh, uh, the World Health Organization and the UN and, and the G7. I think the beast, as it says in the Bible, is the G7 and the G10. The seven heads and the ten horns. The horns that represent the, the military. Because the money, the G10 are the military ministers. Not, not military ministers. The G10 is the financial ministers of the head 10 organizations, you know, that are also part of the G7, but includes a few more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and so uh, loyalty to them or loyalty to the next level. That's the choices we have. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what that loyalty means, I'm not saying that somebody that works for the government, you know, and they're, you know, they're pushing paper or, you know, even in some, project uh, are doing something wrong they're being showing no no it's where their minds are at like it says you're going to receive a mark of the beast in your head or in your hands in other words you're actually working for them mm -hmm. in a way promoting their agenda 
the full agenda, not just not just the agenda that's in in the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that's very little of their agenda. I mean, we well, it's not little actually, but uh, I mean, it's hidden. There's a lot of hidden aspects of it. But um, uh, but like the global warming, the, the humans aren't controlling the weather of the planet. They can do some things to stimulate some weather events, little tiny weather events, but they're not making hurricanes happen. I I, I feel like I. I you know, Tindo said that the next level had a lab that takes care of the weather on this planet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a ton of evidence of that. Um, but there's people that believe that the humans are creating the earthquakes, uh, even though fracking might be doing some of the earthquakes. And they could, they could put a nuke into a, into a volcano and maybe stimulate that volcano to come about. But the next level can do that. They can do that. They don't need humans to do that. But humans are used by the next level by with their own choices to stimulate the spading of the garden. Spading meaning turning over the earth again, you know, mm-hmm. so that to get a new planting. And that includes people becoming victims. But nothing is lost by those people that become victims um, uh, unless they never became anything. Gotcha. If they never became anything, eventually they'll be recycled, just the same way that animals are recycled. Okay. Now, so what that what that means doesn't, you know, I mean, the flesh is going to go away. Yes, of course. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but the minds can then, uh, like like Tiendo talked about originally, the uh, uh, when the planet was designed. They provided all the pathways in the human kingdom that humans could choose. Now, I'm not saying that all the, you know, every little color of everything, you know, shade. And, I mean, it's all in there. Yes, it's all in there, of course. Yes. But so I guess it is all the pathways. But <laughs> um, I mean, but I mean, well, let's say, you know, you have, you got the Star Wars movie where they talked about the bar scene where you had all these different kinds of vehicles that had, you know, 10 eyes coming out and tentacles, you know, as a human equivalent, you know, I'm not saying that's not possible somewhere in the universe, Mm -hmm. but, uh, uh, but so, but maybe even the, the idea of having that maybe is even provided. Now, one of the ways I wondered about, which Tian Do didn't talk about, but I wondered about, if that's provided is by all the spirits that are a module. They're like an object. They're a frequency object. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and when those, when those objects get close to a human, they are communicating everything they become. Even their illnesses are communicated potentially to the humans in bodies. Mm-hmm. but only if the humans accept their communication. So let's say it's a, it's a human that uh, uh, died because somebody murdered them. I'm just giving you an extreme example. Right. I mean, there's a hundred million, hundred million, you know, billions of examples. Right. But uh, um, so, um, and they want to get back at somebody. They just, they just had this hatred. 
for whatever it was that they think they died thinking, let's say it was in the war and it was the Americans against the Iraqis. Okay. So, and so the, those spirits then hook on to those people that they died because of, and they can plague those people as like haunting them. Okay. Yeah. Dreams and things. And, and so those people can, they can, they can try to overcome it, which is difficult, which they can. Uh, or they can end up, you know, being mad at people and just wanting to take out their anger and walk into a church or something and blow people away, you know, or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so there's all kinds of examples of that yeah. that have been happening to us in our civilization, especially since since the 90s, since Tiendo left, which they said was going to happen yeah. after they left. Because they said it was being held back from happening before that because they wanted the, the classroom to be able to proceed. And, but the, these things needed to happen so that other people would be put to the, uh, to the test in a sense. Uh, and it, and we're all being put to the test yeah. of where we're going to put our loyalty. So uh, there's nothing that can't be overcome. You know, so, mm-hmm. so I'm all for the green new deal when it comes to cleaning the water, you know, uh, um, putting filters on the oil, you know, the, the they've known how to filter the air with reverse osmosis on the water and with uh, different air filtration systems on the smokestacks to where we wouldn't have to be putting carbon particles into the atmosphere as much as we are. Yeah, cities are polluted and people are getting asthma and all that, and uh, and and all the toxins put in the food supply is like you know that could all be cleaned up, but that's like one of the last last things that I talked about in the Green New Deal. That's before Congress. Right. Yeah. And this this might be getting a little deeper for our podcast, but <laughs> Yeah, I know. I but we really, really appreciate your time and um coming to talk to us this evening. This was extremely informative and um really interesting. So we really, really wanted to thank you for coming on and um taking your time. I mean, we spent almost Two hours and forty minutes of your time, and I just can't believe you know. I'm thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, thank you so so much for coming on. My pleasure. We really appreciate it, and we really enjoy talking to you. So, thank you all. And we just want to give a special, again, thank you to Sawyer for joining us on this podcast. We really, really appreciate it. He did not have to do that. And, um, you know, like we said, we took up a lot of his time. And so we really appreciate it. But if you want more of us lovely ladies, you can find us on TikTok at Histories and Mysteries Pod. You can email us at Histories and Mysteries 515 at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook and Instagram at Histories and Mysteries, all spelled out. We hope you have a wonderful week. And we look forward to bringing you two new stories next week. Bye. Bye.